0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Living Easy podcast. I am so grateful to be here today. I did want to let you all know that this is going to be one of the last episodes um, that I have for a couple of months. I am going to take a Sabbath. If you're on my mailing list, you received an email telling you the most popular downloaded episodes of 2021 on the podcast. And so I hope you were able to see those and you can listen through to any you haven't heard. But I also shared that Sabbath rest is so important to me. And I believe that God calls us to Sabbath, commands us to Sabbath. He doesn't request it, right? He commands us to Sabbath because He desires for us to see, one, that we need it, our bodies, our minds. We need that rest. But also that we are not in control of everything in our lives. I am not in control of the success of this podcast or the hearts that it reaches or the people that God uses it to save that is all in his hands and me taking a step back and taking just time with my family allows me the opportunity to see that and to live that out in obedience so with that said I just wanted to give a quick word of encouragement and to talk a little bit about the holidays and dealing with difficult relatives and in-laws during the holidays but before I begin there I will let you know that we will be back either at the end of February or beginning of March with a new Money in Christianity series. It will be a series filled with budget tips, practical application, learning to navigate money with a spouse, learning to unlearn all of the generational lessons that you saw with finances, whether good or bad, and create it to be something that works for you and your family. And of course, it will be filled with biblical scripture on financial stewardship and what it looks like to really use your money for God's glory and differently than the world. There are so many things that just Jesse and I have learned about finances. <laughs> oh man, from a lot of mistakes that we've made, but we've been really blessed to have amazing people pour into us who are financially wise, people who have given us wisdom that we needed regarding our kids' um, school funds, our own retirement funds, investments that we can make. Jesse's been really learning a lot about stocks. I have been engaged in passive income streams for years and years. And so, all of that to say, I'm just really excited for us to teach about it, and it will then be followed up by a course. And so with that said, I am excited to jump into this episode dealing with difficult relatives and in-laws during the holidays. I'm going to talk about something called the irreducible minimum, and I pray that it just encourages you. I know that sometimes we can feel this sense of dread and anxiety when we are faced with a family dinner or a family event, especially when we see life very differently than our family members do. So I want to start by saying, if you haven't already listened to my dealing with difficult in-laws episode, it is episode 53. I strongly, strongly encourage you to do so. It doesn't have to be regarding your in-laws. It can be a difficult friend or uncle or family member. It is basically just how to love people well when they're really difficult. Um, And it goes in depth into navigating very challenging relationships in a biblical way. If you are struggling and sensing dread as you walk into Christmas... I just want to encourage a few things. Number one, I will say one of the greatest lessons we've learned is that you do not have to go house to house for the holidays. I do have an episode on that. I don't have the number on hand, but if you scroll down, you'll find it. We learned the hard way that it was so wearing on our marriage and so exhausting to go house to house to house. And I share in the episode that there was just one pivotal moment for me when Sutton was young. And we would get all these gifts and bring them home and pile them up. And then we had to go to the next house immediately and grab the dessert and go. And he was like longingly looking at these presents like, I just want to be home and play. And yet we were having to go place to place to place constantly in order to kind of appease family. And not that we don't love our family. I have amazing relationships with all of my family members. I'm very thankful. I Well, <laughs> you know, almost all of my family members. and. I really enjoy the holidays, but I don't enjoy the hustle and I don't enjoy the exhaustion. And my husband wasn't raised in that. So it was really hard for him. So we obviously now we're in Tennessee. So we are not going anywhere for Christmas. And it's bittersweet. I'm feeling both things right now happy and sad. But I'm really excited to create my own traditions. And so just to start, if you are feeling that pressure, it is okay. I just want to give you the freedom. It is okay to step back and say, hey, we're not doing that this year. It's just going to be the two of us, three of us, four of us, and we're going to just enjoy this time as a family. But even if you are not going anywhere for the holidays, I believe that this is something that you can relate to because it's a very bizarre thing to get around family members and to immediately feel walls go up. And I'm not sure why this happens. And it's something I struggle with is like the sense of coldness with people that I'm very comfortable with. And I think that it is for no other reason aside from the fact that they know us and they know the depths of us. And we don't feel like we have to put on any facade or censor our moods or attitudes, just like our children. When they go to our grandparents' house, their grandparents' house, they're like, so sweet and angelic. And you pick them up? And it's like, what happened? <laughs> Why are you crazy? And my mom always tells me, they haven't acted like this one time. And from my research and what i've studied is it's because your children feel fully and completely safe with you so i am trying to learn to navigate differences of opinion differences of lifestyle all of the things with the people in my life and so whether you're going for the holidays or whether this is just kind of something that you struggle with as a whole I hope that this speaks to you today. So the Bible urges us to seek to be at peace with everyone. You guys hear me say this a lot. It's Romans 12, 16 through 18. And our resistant and common response to this, to be at peace with everyone, is usually something along the lines of saying, yeah, the Bible says it's possible, but I do not think it's possible, especially because you haven't met my mother-in-law or you haven't met my uncle or you haven't met my dad. And I think that's the common response, right? Like we justify it so quickly, but the Bible is not giving any exceptions to this. God, his word, his solid, holy, inerrant word is not giving you an out when it comes to seeking to be at peace with everyone. So I have to bring myself back to the stabilizing truths of the gospel. Otherwise, the world will rock me back and forth like a wave tossed to and fro, right? So the gospel breaks through that fog in my mind and the distraction or the justification or the anger and bitterness and that stubbornness that lives in my heart because it's like a light for us, It is a guideline to our lives, for our lives, that gives us very, very practical ways of living and dealing with these relationships. So it brings this relational difficulty down to what I wanna talk about, which is the irreducible minimum. So the irreducible minimum is that this difficult relative is no more and no less of a sinner than I am. We all have this one thing in common, right? We are all equally guilty before God, and we're ultimately unable to make our condition better apart from his grace. Without him, I would be a train wreck. You guys have heard my testimony, most of you, episode 30. I was an absolute train wreck, including in my friendships, in my boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. I, not that I had girlfriends. <laughs> my As a girlfriend, I was a train wreck. But I realize now, I don't even know what that life would have looked like 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. Apart from his grace, I would be nothing. And it's only because of his unmerited favor that any of us stand even a chance of being saved from ourselves. It's truth that must impact us. Like this truth, that I am as equal of a sinner as that person, that my in-law, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother, my sister, my cousin, I am as much of a sinner, my sin just looks different. And it is only because of the unmerited favor of God that we stand where we are today. So just drive that home. But our hearts must believe that. It must rivet us and change us and transform us. If we are not truly, rightly affected by the gospel, we are not going to walk in redemption. To the degree which God's gospel is affecting our hearts is the extent to which we will respond in a Christ-like way to our mother-in-law, our uncle, our brother, our sister. So let me say that again. To the degree to which God's gospel is piercing and affecting our hearts will be the extent to which we will respond in a Christ-like way to that difficult person. Write that down, people. I have it written down (laughs) for myself. So if we are affected rightly by the gospel and we're thinking correctly about the gospel, then we will be obedient to the gospel. So as we consider that the Christian's goal for all people is to love God and love others above all else, what does this look like when we walk into that family dinner? One, when I think of my difficult relationships and when I think into think about walking into that meal, I know one, as I mentioned before, I have walls up 30 feet high immediately. I am shut down. That's what I do. When I am not feeling great about anything, I will just kind of shut down and numb out. So I do that before I even walk through the door. I shut down and then I get to a place where I immediately just want to leave. I wanna crawl out of my skin. My anxiety is heightened. How can you be numb and anxious at the same time? I don't know guys, but I have figured it out. (laughs) I feel it all the time. And so I'll go in my anxiety and then what happens when you get anxious? You get angry or you get easily frustrated. And that is like my... What word am I trying to think of? That is like my journey, my very unhealthy journey when I am going to be in front of somebody that I have a very difficult time with. And so what I have had to do is, one, I've created very healthy boundaries in my relationships in the sense of setting time apart so that I know that I have time to kind of heal and process through the past conversations and walk into it in a loving and gracious way that honors the Lord. So the first thing for myself is kind of learning just what works for our family and knowing how my heart responds to certain things and just being very self-aware and knowing when I am sitting in pride and when I am angry and bitter and working through those things with jesus by reading his word because the bible is so accessible to us i have a full um, episode on learning how to read the bible how to study the bible on your own because it is so crucial to your walk with god secondly i would say humility walk in with humility know that you are a great sinner your sin just looks different they have sin their sin looks different They are not unloved or unwanted by God, even if they have not surrendered to God. And we are called to love God's children. So am I walking in with a humble heart to say, you know what, I'm going to go in there knowing tonight is not going to be perfect, but I am going to walk in as a servant. And even if that's a little bit of a distraction, like doing those dishes, sometimes it helps me to decompress and walking and just being a servant there and loving well and loving hard. Lastly. Ask yourself some questions. Number one, am I out to prove a point? If so, nothing is going to go smoothly. (laughs) If that is how you're starting your night. Two, are you more interested in winning an argument than enjoying your time? Three, is your desire to withhold your love from this person because of how they have treated you? Number four, what is your goal with this family member who frustrates you? So the point of the gospel and and the fact that it has come into our lives was not to give us all of our dreams or to make everything easy and wonderful. You hear me say this on the podcast a lot, that God is far more concerned about your holiness than your happiness. So it's not that we are going to have all of our expectations met just because we're a Christian. And sometimes it actually makes it much more difficult to be in a room of people who say are getting drunk or cussing up a storm or talking about things that you really truly don't believe in to have a humble, kind, and loving heart. And while it is totally acceptable to separate yourself from a situation that can cause you to sin and that will tempt you to sin in which you should do that. It also is not loving to walk into something or even to leave something with a sense of superiority or judgment because of who you are and what you believe and what you know. Because That is only, again, by God's grace that you have that knowledge and that wisdom. So with all that said, I do have a ton of podcast episodes on toxic relationships, on navigating friendships that aren't what you expected them to be, on dealing with difficult in-laws, and so on. And so while, with all that said, while we may have a lot of situations that cause us to stumble in our love we do also have the grace of God and the Holy Spirit to fight through that and to be better every single time by his grace alone because God did not grant us salvation so that we could rest and relax and chill in who we are. He has called us up. He has called us to look like him. First John says, if we claim to live in him, we must act as he did or live as he did. So are we getting busy and sharing Jesus with other people? Are we allowing our minds and our thoughts and our heart to be set by Christ and and listening to his word before we walk into a situation like this so that we are filled with his spirit and willing and able to pour it out lovingly and gently and graciously? And so that irreducible minimum just tells us that I am the greatest sinner of them all, we have that in common with this person. And if I can just accept that truth and that I was saved by grace, not because of anything that I've done, but because of who Jesus is, then I have the ability to share and live in love with others in my life. And I just want to offer you my final thought. If our gospel Cannot transcend our differences. We have no gospel worth discussing. We look at the life of Jesus and how he sat with sinners and sat with people who didn't believe what he believed. And yet he said, I came to heal the sick and not the well. The Pharisees, the ones who were doing everything right by all the standards in that time, were looked at by Jesus as people who were hypocrites and self righteous. And I Don't come at me for this, but I truly believe Christianity, one of the greatest struggles that we have as Christians is a self righteous spirit to where we see ourselves, to where we see ourselves as better or above other people in our life, but the Bible says, do not be partial. Do not see yourself as greater than another because of the grace that God has had on you. You should be humbled. And as you walk into that home for Christmas, I pray that you are humbled, that you live as a servant, that you walk and act as a servant, and that you see it as an opportunity not to argue, not to disagree, not to fuel up the fire that has already been lit. But that you will see it as an opportunity to show and display and share the love of Jesus with the people in your life. I love you guys so much. Merry Christmas. Thank you for being here. My 32nd birthday is coming up on December 28th. Holy cow. I do not know how that has happened. It feels so weird. So, so weird. But It's here and I'm grateful for another year and just praising God that I've made it to 32 and just pray that you guys have a wonderful holiday season. If you wouldn't mind while I'm away sharing the podcast with two to three people and asking them to subscribe on Spotify or iTunes, people that you know could use the word of God, use some encouragement and love. Um, it would mean so, so much to me and could double my podcast downloads if you only shared with one or two people and just giving God even more opportunity to share his word and love with other people. Also, if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, it means so much. You can only do it on iTunes, unfortunately, but just a quick star rating and some feedback would be Wonderful to come back to. I would be honored. But all in all, I'm just here to love you guys. I really, really love this podcast. I really love this community. I am so honored to just be in this position. I am humbled, truly challenged constantly um, by being in this position. And I am just so grateful for this year and what Jesus has brought, though it has not been without flaw and fault and failure. It has been one of joy and gratitude. And so I pray that you feel the same. And I love y'all so, so much. And I'll see you in the new year.